It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stall, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar today, we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street, which is a couple of blocks down from Napoleon Avenue, and uh, where they have a like a three-hour happy hour here every single day from four three. Hour. It's right. gone to three four to hours seven. now. I think it's three I think to seven now. I believe I read. We that see on the they used to have that thing on the wall, right. and, and they took it down. Why did they take it down? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so now we don't know. Three to seven, maybe. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Anyway, if you come down here to Wayfair and you tell them um, you want a drink, they'll charge you half the price for it, and it's half price bar food as well. Not big. For th- at least three hours from three to six for sure. And they have an awesome brunch on the weekends mm-hmm. as they well. They really do. This yeah. is the voice of Andrew Duhon you're listening to if you're listening to this. Oh, thank you, Christy. Well, not that voice. That's your voice. But oh, this, that's my this voice. Is, this is the voice of Andrew That's Duhon. your voice. <laughs> that's okay. Your voice that's more like it. So congratulations. Andrew's had a, a big week or two with uh, the release of his new record, False River. Hmm. Which is actually not technically out. Not technically out. The publicist like to, likes to have their own time to release, so you really just sell it off the stage for a month. That's what you do. Why is it taking so long to actually come out to the rest of the world? Uh, so that uh, publicists can tease it to uh, um, uh, the publications, uh, okay. internet and print, you know, usually, to uh, premiere songs and, and uh, get some sort of release premiere for the actual, you know, okay. so you can say. Well, the album is really thing. awesome. It's very impressive. But I don't say that just because you're sitting across from me, you're stronger than me, <laughs> and you could knock me out easily. But it's called False oh, wow. River, and you can find three singles from it already on Spotify and everywhere else you can steal stuff on the internet. That's right. If you want to check it out, it is really awesome. Edward Wycliffe yes. is here. Hey, Edward, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Are you from Lesotho? Is that true? I'm not. I'm from Houston. You're from but Houston. I worked in Lesotho. It's called Lesotho. Yes, sir. Even though it's spelled Lesotho. Exactly. Okay. So, are you trying to give the impression that you're from Lesotho? Nope. Just black. Never. Say- <laughs> You've never said that anywhere. Because everything I've got here, it looks like it's you're from Lesotho. Yeah, my uh, PR team must have made a couple mistakes. <laughs> Do they? Is that so? You know, it doesn't say Houston anyway. Have a no, look. No, no, I'm from Texas. I just That's uh, did the Peace Corps in Lesotho and oh, you went? started a business okay. over there. Now I go back and forth between New Orleans and Lesotho. Okay, and you're from Houston. Yeah. Okay, so that's an interesting triangle. Yeah, I guess so. How did you get there? You were living in Houston, and then you went in the Peace Corps. No, I've pretty much been running away from Peace Corps ever since uh, Houston since high school. <laughs> Peace Corps since a right. couple years ago. But um, yeah, um, yeah, I'm from Houston, moved away really early on, ran off to New York for college, Europe for grad school, and then ended up in Lesotho working for the Peace Corps. And, Europe for yeah. grad school, that's got no, a I'm certain good. ring to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, what part? Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. Oh, ah, yeah. wow. Who wouldn't want to go to Amsterdam for grad right? school? Does it get any better than that? <laughs> Edward, where are you from in Houston? I'm from Third Ward, Houston. From the Third Ward, right? Thomas is from Houston. Uh, Well, I grew up in the burbs. I was grew up outside of Katy or in Katy, and needed to get the hell out of there too, man. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. (laughs) Why do you have to leave Houston? What's so bad about it? Oh, it's a great place. Just um, Thomas, why did you have to leave? Well, I moved away when I was 16, so I really didn't have a choice. But I had no desire to move back there. Let's right. put it that way, for sure. What about yeah, you? Yeah, no, uh, Houston's a great city. I loved my time there as a child, but I needed to see the world. 
Mm. Right. Couldn't do that sitting in the middle of the hood in Houston, Texas. Yeah, right on. And Sarah Redden is here too. Hi, Sarah. Hey, guys. It's a pleasure to meet you. You as well. I'm sorry that this is a whole bunch of guys here I that you have to I definitely feel out testosterone. I know. Uh -oh. I know. Especially when you find out what Sarah does. Sarah is the owner of a business called Nola Pelvic Health. That's correct. Which is all about the pelvis. The pelvis, that's correct. And oh. everybody's got one, so the it's pelvis, really for everybody. The pelvis is, <laughs> is that bone in your, well, your hip side. Correct, but it has muscles that are in, uh, necessary for really important things. What technically is your pelvis? It's a bone. Bones, yeah. It's, bones. it's those two, two bones, bones that kind of stick together. You've been studying some anatomy, Grant. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I've been studying up for the show. So that's, everybody's got a pelvis, but everybody's you're not interested in everybody's pelvis. You're only interested in women's pelvis. No, I, I do treat men as well, but since moving to New Orleans, I've specialized kind of more in women's health care and pregnancy postpartum. So Where did you move from? I am actually from New Orleans. I grew up in the East. So um, this is... You grew up in New Orleans East? I grew up in the East. You're like the only white person who grew up in New Orleans East. Yeah, I am. But they have a lot of Asians. So I was kind of in that Asian community. Are oh, you Asian? I'm half Asian. You're half Asian? Yeah. So what? So you're Vietnamese? Half Vietnamese? Chinese. Chinese? Yeah, half Chinese. So there's not much of a Chinese community in New Orleans there East. There isn't. It's a Vietnamese community. No, there is a little bit, but there? there's just not a lot. So we kind of hang out together. So who's Chinese? Your mom or your dad? My mom's Chinese. My dad's actually Native American. So he's like... Okay. Yeah. He was so like, you call Qualify for a lot of tech credit type moments. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Affirmative action Excellent. got me to college. Oh, that is great. That's correct. Yeah. I ride you that way well. Do you? So what, what have you cashed in on so far? Um, well, I went to away to school. I left New Orleans after high school. I went to Ben Franklin. Well, and then ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. Okay, so you're smart as well. Nerdy. <laughs> Nerdy. Is that what it is? I thought you had to test into Ben Franklin. You do. You do. Um, and But then for college, they, we, they kind of, it helps that you're a minority. So... I guess, you know, now it may work against me because I feel like there's really? a lot of smart Asians out there. So well, that's the cliche stereotype, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. They're supposed to be smart, all the Asians. <laughs> well, where math. does that come from? Um, I think that they're just traditionally smart people. They are. <laughs> so it's is just, that possibly true? Is that, I think so. Is that racist if you say that? No, I think it's just, just a fact. You think that Asian people have higher IQ than... Culturally driven. How culturally about that? Driven. Well, that's the, uh, that's the usual take is that Asian people work harder. Right. Well, it, but they I might be smarter. If, I don't know if you're aware of like the tiger mom uh, stereotype. I am. I've seen Ali Wong. Okay. So, well, that's so, not my mom. But um, so I went away to college and then... Uh, moved to Austin, New Orleans, uh, Dallas, and then started working there, and then just moved back like less than a year ago. Less than a year ago? Yeah, so I was away for 17 years. Wow. Oh my God. And have you been the vagina whisperer in all these other places? Or? I have been the vagina whisperer all the <laughs> Okay. Other so if you're looking for Sarah and you're listening to this and you're wondering what she looks like or you'd like to know more about her, you can find her on Instagram and other places as at the dot vagina dot whisperer. Yeah, and the dots are important because there's another vagina whisperer oh. out there. That is that right? Without the dots. There's one. Wouldn't you know that? And it's different material. In what uh. sense are we talking about? I is mean, that like a porno it's a little, type? Bit, a little racier. It's a little, a little racier. racier. A little racier than my material. So she doesn't have the dots. <laughs> Is it a okay. he? Yeah, I figure it was a it's he. A he. Yeah. It's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> of course oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. Okay. That's a different kind of whispering. Mm -hmm. That's actual whispering. That's correct. So what's your vagina whispering all about? Um, you know, helping people who have, like, problems with their pelvic muscles, which helps. Well, actually, well, well, okay, let's get, what is the vagina exactly? It's, it's only... <laughs> It's part well, of the genitals. That's a fair question, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so it's part of the body, and um, yeah, it that. helps with peeing, pooping, sex. And so if individuals, I see men too, but 
you know, not... Shall we stop you right there? What's yeah. pooping got to do with it? Well, the muscles that help control urination, uh, sexual function, and pooping are all part of the same basket of muscles. So if something's going wrong with those muscles, mm. um, your pooping, pooping can get all jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> Been there. Is that the technical? <laughs> that is the technical, That's the technical term. term. Yes. But what part, of, what part of the anatomy is the vagina? The, it's just the. It's it's really. It's not the whole thing. Well, the you know it's uh it's you you're really doing great with this anatomy. It's the vagina. <laughs> the vagina is just the opening. Right, so that's not what you specialize in, though, really. I specialize in like the functions around the vagina. Right. So the vagina whisper is just a kind of a name to get people hooked on you. Well, it's actually a friend's mom came up with it. In huh. fact, we uh, used Who's to. Who's that? I'd like to call her right now. <laughs> She's up in Boston. In fact. Okay. But she, um, you know, I used to go up to Boston every summer to see some friends around the 4th of July, and I'd end up hanging out with the older ladies in the hot tub, and they'd all be telling me about their pelvic floor problems. And they used to be like, you're like the vagina whisperer. And so that's where it came from. That's where it came from. Yeah. So what are they talking about? What do women talk about in the hot tub um, when we're not there? They're peeing their pants, or they're maybe, you know, have discomfort with sex, or... um, you know, they feel like organs are falling out of their vagina, things like that. <laughs> that you guys like probably don't want to know stuff. a lot about. Yeah, that is pretty serious stuff, Edward. Really, isn't it? They're yeah. serious things but that we don't kind of talk about. So yeah. it's great hush, to be hush. a person that can help people with something they don't know where to get help for. Do you want to go through them one at a time? First of all... Hey, you, Sarah. You, my wife says hello. Do you know uh, Christina Walsh? She works with uh, Melanie out in uh, Metairie at Ascension Fitness. Oh, and I is do a know big Ascension proponent Fitness. of oh. the pelvic core and the woman's pelvis. I haven't met her, but I love okay. that she knows this field. Yeah, she, she says you work over at Ferret Street Yoga. Yeah, I'm actually, I, today was my last day at Ferret Street, so I walked over so, here afterwards. Okay. And Easy. I'm opening it's your last day. my what? clinic next week in my own place. Hmm. Where is that going to be? Uh, right by Martin's Wine Cellar on Barone. What That's a good spot for yeah. vagina whispering, right it's next to Martin's Wine Cellar. The perfect spot for vagina <laughs> You can pick up a bottle of wine, because you know the slogan <laughs> at Martin's Wine Cellar is one of the best slogans of all time not just wine now why it's the vagina fuck are they calling out <laughs> Martin's wine cellar <laughs> when they wine. say not just wine huh. so you yeah. could call it vagina whisperer not just vagina not just vagina Grant that is an amazing thank you. slogan thank I'm going to write it down no for you right no longer now. just for vagina <laughs> so but the, you, you have 12,000 followers on Instagram I do how many does the no dot vagina whisperer have in the hundreds just nothing In compared to you. So do you have 12,000 followers on because of the word vagina or because you're super fabulous? No, I don't think it's because of either of those. I think it's just people learning about the services that are out there that can help people. And they didn't right. know that this existed. What, Probably, kind of, what kind of pictures are you posting on Instagram? <laughs> you know, not a lot of vaginas. <laughs> of course. But um, I do post a lot of pictures about peeing and pooping and nursing. So I'm like, have some I'm kids that are I'm surprised you didn't get kicked off of Instagram. We've been right. kicked off a couple of times. Oh, really? Similar. What have y'all been posting? I know. We posted photos of a naked record, naked woman on a record cover. That got us kicked off one time. Oh, wow. That was all. Because people complain. If people Uh, complain, they don't just kick you off willy-nilly. Interesting. No, I have not gotten kicked off. That's interesting. And you're posting photos of people peeing? I mean, you can get a lot of them. It's me. It's me peeing. Is that right? (laughs) So if you'd like to see a photo of you peeing, we just have to go to your Instagram. Yeah, and nursing. Who who takes the photo? Sometimes me, sometimes my husband. You do a selfie of yourself peeing. I mean, it's an educational post. (laughs) How do you do it? 
you know, with I can't give away all my secrets, Grant. Oh, come on. Everybody would like to know how to take a selfie of themselves peeing. Let's face it. Right, Andrew? There's a tripod and a self-timer. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Andrew just exposed oh, all nice. of my secrets. Ah. That is 100% the way I do the majority of my photos. Do you have your phone on a tripod? Yeah. And then you set the self-timer and you step away. Oh, wow. Well, you sit away. Oh, nice. You sit away. <laughs> you squat away. What are you squatting over? The toilet or yeah, my ball? Sitting. I mean, I don't pee over a ball, but yes. Okay. I mean, it's just education. I mean, for the like photo. nobody teaches us how to pee. Nobody teaches us how to poop. So these are things that can get all jacked okay. up. If things are okay. Okay. Right. I'm gonna write down all jacked up. Well. <laughs> <laughs> just, we'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. The subject. How can Sarah, you a big fan of the squatty potty? I was, love the How can people potty. be peeing wrong? Um, maybe they strain when they pee, like they, they push, and you should just like sit and chill. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know people strained when they peed. Yeah. Did you know that? I, I actually, yes. Uh, well, not You've peeing so much as pooping. Bad no. idea to never push ever. too hard. That's no. correct. I didn't think, yeah. you, you I didn't think that would help. So, you know, some, we're in a rush these days. Some people are just, like, really anxious to get out of there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. They're called power peers, in fact. No. <laughs> so there's a type of... <laughs> there's a type of peeing. That's so all. do you have a list of, like, a checklist when people come in? Yeah, I've got questions and things. What's the first, what are your sort of checklist questions? Are you there's no women. Yeah. I'm sorry that you have to talk to a bunch of guys here. You know, I feel like you guys are genuinely interested, so I'm okay with it. I think I it's great. And you guys know people with vaginas, so I feel mm-hmm. like it could mm-hmm. be helpful definitely. information. We've definitely met people with a vagina, yes. Grant, do you know what a vagina egg is? No. What is Uh-oh. it? She can tell us. <laughs> I, took a, I took a Thank scroll, you for the it, I took a scroll through the Instagram and immediately drawn to my eye was what is this egg? What is this vagina? <laughs> oh, I have I have a feeling I know what that is. <laughs> well, I'll have a stab if you it's, like. It's to put <clears throat> inside of your uh, vaginal floor in order to work your muscles to keep it That's in. It's like a stress ball. That is correct. Oh. That Good is job, correct. Well, Thank, you Thank you guys very much. Thank you. Thank you very it's much. A, it didn't, it's a stress ball for a vagina. It's not a stress ball because like you don't Kegels. squeeze it when you're stressed out, but it does. it's like a vaginal weight. Isn't so it something called Kegels? That there are something called Kegels. Is it the same thing? It, you would do a Kegel to keep the egg in your vagina. Can't, can't men do Kegels as men well? Men can do Kegels okay. as well because they also have pelvic floors. Oh. True or false, doing I'm doing right Kegels now. right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where is the pelvic floor then? Is the it- pelvic floor are the muscles. So it's really the muscles at the bottom of the pelvis that have the vagina, but also have these other muscles that okay. keep everything in when they're supposed to be. How in. did you get so interested in the vagina? I have one, yeah. so that's step good one. Reason. Okay, number one. Yeah. All right. yeah, very good reason. I've got a lot of things that I take very little interest in. <laughs> Yeah. But balls are not one of them. So I feel like um, I this is a specialty in physical therapy, just like working with shoulders or backs or sports. And I did a rotation when I was in grad school, and I thought it was super interesting. And I just really like helping the patients who have right. these problems. So it's been great. I've been doing it for 12 years. It's all I've done for, with my career. And, I mean, it's, I feel like everybody needs right. this info. They do we got to find a way to segue from this into Andrew playing a song. Oh, man. Oh. But first, I'm going to ask you one question, then we're going to have to make Andrew play something for us. But what does your mom think of all this? Oh, it, you know, it's great. I feel like I'm still the baby in the family. So as much as I do professionally, I, I still feel like 
they're super supportive, but she's like, oh, great, okay, good. Uh, just don't run out of patience so you can just keep making money. Okay. <laughs> just very... But she's not embarrassed when people ask what is No, I Sarah feel like the better question is what does my husband think about this? And oh, so he is super supportive and um, encouraging, and he thinks it's great. He's like, you love what you do. You're, you know... Jesus, what Doing guy wouldn't job. want his wife to be obsessed with the vagina? <laughs> well, frankly, as long as know? it didn't lose its magic, right. you know, for yourself. Your wife's you know? taking like photos of herself. Peeing. Great, great. Right. Yeah. He's How pretty, bad could he's that pretty be? supportive and comfortable with pictures of me peeing and nursing and all those things. Mm -hmm. oh, so yeah. he's a very modern man. How many mm -hmm. kids do you mm -hmm. have? I have two. How old are they? One and three. Interesting to see what happens when they get to 11 and 13. And Monsters. No. <laughs> There's mom on Instagram. <laughs> I thought about that. Yeah. They're going to be like, you know, in grade school, and they're like, or is that you and your mom's boob nursing? And I'm like, uh, that's him. You know, I mean, I'm setting them up for fun. like playground Nobody bullying. will be using Instagram at mm. that time. No, that's what right. do you think is going to happen? What's next after all this? Uh, don't ask me. I got chips. No Some chip. Um, behind chip straight in the brain? Yeah. Something funky. We'll talk about bow ties in a minute, but first thing, you might wonder why we're going to talk about bow ties. That's what Edward does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Edward nice. makes bow ties. Yeah. Nice. In Lesotho. I do? Yeah. That's killer. Isn't that cool? I got an email from a bow tie manufacturer today, and I immediately deleted it. I wish I would remember the oh. name. Probably a competitor. Unless it was yours. That's because you should come to me. And there it is. So tell yeah. What a strange coincidence. Hang on. Not so fast, All right. yeah, First yeah. of all. We have to make you play something. Sure. So grab a guitar, All right. and we're going to do, we're going to play something off the album. I was actually thinking of playing the song that didn't quite make the cut for the album, but that you can still get if you pre-order the record before May 25th. All right. I like okay. that. That sounds like a marketing decision. That's yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's do that. Okay. So just well, I'll wait till Andrew gets back. But but uh, the whole bow tie business is very interesting. Thank you. Because you're making them in Lesotho and selling them here in New Orleans. Yeah. Down at the, on Frenchman Street. Yeah, and the that's your palace market on Frenchman yeah, Street. Yeah, and that's your full-time yep. gig. Yep, You're a full-time bow-tie full -time designer, bow -tie manufacturer, yeah. and seller. Yeah, I design them, I make some of them here, do custom stuff over at the market, whip up a bow-tie in about 20, 25 minutes. But most of what I do is I teach people to sew in Southern Africa, in Lesotho, and we use all their local fabric, and I try to do that so we can fund our own development projects and circumvent the international development community and do it without anybody else's help. That is so cool, isn't it? That's very We're going to cool. get onto that in just a minute, but first of all... Hey, can we just tip... Can, Andrew, can you move that around somehow? We'll have to tip it down. Somehow that's caught on the... Here we go. Got it. Okay. Alrighty. What are we talking about here? We're talking about a song inspired by a picture on the wall of a coffee shop in Lafayette that Miles, the bass player, pointed out while we were waiting for a coffee. It's called... Well, it's called the woman's name because next to the picture was her obituary, so there was her name and some information. Practically wrote itself. <laughs> But Miles and I both agreed she was one of the most beautiful women we'd ever seen, so got home and wrote this about her. I was taken back by a photograph, never seen such a face. She was a waitress from the days of black and white. 
Taken here though so many years ago at this cafe That I'm sure these days she wouldn't recognize Oh, Cecilia Champagne Had our times been the same Oh, Cecilia, I'd steal you away It seems I've come along much too late Nothing gold stays, time passes on Even black and white fades and we move along But still in my mind, lips are red wine Strawberry blonde, cherry cokes for the boys In their uniforms Oh, Cecilia Champagne I've come along much too late to know the days of your maiden name But had our times been the same I'd visit you every day Oh, Cecilia, I'd steer you away If only I'd been a man back then Back when you were a woman Oh, Cecilia Champagne Had our times been the same Oh, Cecilia, I'd steer you away Seems I'd come along much too late can't get that anywhere yeah yeah you can get it on itunes or apple mu music if you pre-order the record now you get a bonus track and that's the bonus track okay and can you steal that on spotify or anything no nope, sure can never will be able to yeah unstealable. it's never going to be on spotify that's never going to be on spotify why did you decide to do that uh well honestly it wouldn't have been anywhere but i just i i like that song and i think we as a band and the producer as a producer made the decision to cut it from the record but later on, I just, the producer and I became friends, and that's a nice thing to have. He actually came to the Needle Falls event. Right. I don't know if you met him. But, um, you know, I just stayed on him, and I said, look, we need to re-record this song. I know that w what we got in the studio wasn't, didn't fit the record, but I want a version that we like, and then I want to make it a bonus track. You know, I just found a way to weasel it into some sort of immortality, you know? Why do you have to decide on how many songs are on a record? So, for the CD purposes? Well, for vinyl purposes oh, these days vinyl. is probably the answer to that question. Right. I mean, 12 tracks is tough to squeeze on yeah. on a 33 and a third right. record these days, you know? Or e ever. Um, so people are buying records again? They are, and isn't that... It's just... It's such Hipsters. a funny... That's Hipsters. right. Are you but, buying records, Edward? I'm not a hipster. You're not hip. <laughs> what would you describe yourself as? Actually, I guess I'm a reluctant hipster since I make bow ties and wear mm -hmm. skinny pants. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. yeah. Are you wearing skinny pants right now? Uh, thank God I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, are bow ties hip? Or are they traditional? I think so. They're eccentric. I think yeah. they're, yeah. Um, what kind of a person wears a bow tie? 
Oh, man, I couldn't tell you. I have a lot of... My client base is very, very wide. And honestly, at least at the art market where I sell most of my ties, I don't see the majority of my clients. It's mostly women buying them for their sons or their boyfriends or their husbands or their fathers. So these are old school bow ties that you have to actually tie. Oh, yeah. I'll never make a clip on. Right. If you're too lazy to learn... Uh, can you tie? Then they can leave can my you booth. tie a bow tie on me? Like, can you do the reverse version, the mirror version? Yeah, in about twenty-five seconds. Amazing. Have you got one on you? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tie me a bow That's tie. That's a great bro. idea. I have one in your pocket. <laughs> I always have one in my pocket. All right. I need to button my top a... button. Hold on. Okay. Oh, look, it's the right color too. It blew... there oh, there it this is going to work. Yeah. So this this pattern that we're looking at, which I would call uh, pretty modern. Yep. Is is something that is of the uh, where did the, where did the fabric come from? Fabric comes from South. A it's printed in South Africa. Cool, but it's been Lesotho's traditional fabric since the 1840s. No kidding, like yeah. this pattern specifically. Not this pattern okay. specifically. Okay. The um, back then in the 1800s, it was just indigo blue. Okay. So a really light monochromatic blue and white. And um, it was all very specifically uh, small geometric patterns mm -hmm. because um, I guess that's what the British or whoever was originally uh, printing it thought was going to do really well in Southeast Asia where they were trying to send the fabric. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then they stopped off in South Africa. Eventually, somehow, this fabric was brought to Lesotho as a gift for a king there, the first king of Lesotho. Gotcha. A guy named Mo Shui Shui. Mm -hmm. And they presented it to him. He popularized it throughout the region. They named it after him and called it Sushwe Shwe. Wow. And, uh, yeah, each of the patterns have funky little names that uh, the Basutu people have given them. Um, the textile company will call it, like, Blue Number 27. But uh, when it gets to Lesotho, somehow everybody in the country knows the name. It's a country of two million people. And, um, yeah, it's a lot of crazy stuff from throughout their culture. And this one's called Mabeli Beli. It's a little fruit that grows on trees throughout Lesotho that and looks kind of like the polka dots in this pattern. I see. That's what's being attempted to be depicted, what you would say, what's yeah. being depicted. That's cool. Yeah. So I would say that if I was wearing that bow tie mm -hmm. and I was out, you know, at a bar somewhere and I happened to be a single man, which I'm not, but if I was... You are at a bar. <laughs> uh, Right now. Yeah, I am at a bar. Yeah. But if, yeah. if I was wearing that at a bar and was approached by a woman who said, nice bow tie, and then I said, well, actually, and I delivered some semblance of the story, <laughs> yeah. she would either like be putty in your hands or right. walk away. I don't know. <laughs> like, this guy <laughs> likes his bow ties yeah. way yeah. too much. I see what you're saying. That's a very uh, endearing and engaging story. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about my bow tie. It's actually from Africa. Yeah. Right, it's a long yeah. one. So, can you oh, can you put can you tie this thing yeah, on me? Absolutely. Hey, so just one. So there's the fabric called shui 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 shui, and that's um, pronounced. It's spelled like shushu, but that's pronounced shui shui. Okay. Yeah. I noticed that it's not a. You don't have like an adjustable element on it. No. So are they different fabric. sizes? Or yeah, is there a way? I do a couple different sizes, predominantly. I make one size, which is cut to fit a 15 up to a 17-inch collar. Mm -hmm. But I started doing it like this because in Lesotho, the village I was living in had no electricity and very few resources. So I didn't have the ability to find the slide pieces and the, uh, like 
all those little things you'd need to mm -hmm. to make it adjustable. Okay, let's have a look. So I uh, nice. This won't play to uh <laughs> to people listening to this on their favorite podcast app. So if you're hearing this right now, Edward just put a bow tie on Andrew Duhon. And if you want to check that out, the only place you can see that is on our Facebook live stream. It's New Orleans. Look, he's okay. nice. He's looking rather yeah. dapper. I, Very I actually, nice. I feel like there's yeah, a lot of adjustment perfect. that you need, usually need to do in a mirror, but I don't have a mirror. But if you guys are saying it's nice, I guess it's nice. Yeah, it looks it's good. good. I, what, is it, what, do you look like? what does he look like? He looks like some like, an, very, like a person from a different era now. Well, that, I, you know, I think like a, that's you know, isn't like that what a bow tie bartenders? does though? It like makes you more classic. It makes you classy, yeah, yeah more classy classic. and classic, yeah. Yeah, I it, mean, uh, I've worn bow ties, neckties, all of them. I never get compliments on neckties. Do, do you, Only right. bow ties. That's right. So you make neckties as well. You make I regular, do, yeah. traditional neckties. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I never have them in stock because they sell out too fast. But I've bow tie predominantly. I've noticed that uh, some of the bow ties I've been seeing have a different end on them. Does that yeah. make any sense? What's yeah, that? Are you yeah. doing that? Yeah, that I do trend? that. I do like some skinny straight ones, some yeah. ones with funky asymmetrical sides. I do some that look like funky, uh, I don't know what you call it, but you know, the end of an electric guitar with those points. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like a sort of a country and western musician. style. Like. Yeah, I started doing all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff and some fat ones and some just, you know, New you Orleans is a funky place. People need quirky things, so, so I started went, making the crazy you stuff. You went to, from Houston to Lesotho as part of the Peace Corps. Yeah. And so you were looking for something to do in Lesotho to help people to make money mm -hmm. as an entrepreneurial thing so they could you could come back here and sell whatever they made there yeah. and send the money back to the people yeah. who made it, which is awesome. Of all strange things, why did you pick on bow ties, which is not even a popular <laughs> commodity in America? Well, um, it's a niche market. I, was, I think um, that time was all a blur a bit, but um, too much weed from Amsterdam, uh, too much weed from Lesotho. And they smoke uh, a lot shit, of weed. My mom's probably listening to this, but she knows about uh, all yeah, the weed she by now. Does Do now. they smoke a lot yeah, of weed in Lesotho? That's interesting. Yeah, it's where some of the uh, oldest land raised strains in the world come from. Actually, oh, wow. is that yeah. right? What are they called? Yeah. Uh, Durban. That's where Durban poison. Durban poison originally comes from the come Natal. On. Yeah, from right oh, around we there. We learned that yeah. today. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you got it right from the source there. Yeah, it grew wild in my front yard. Really? Wow. Where yeah. were you living? What sort of a place were you in? It was in um, a district called Kachesnek. And okay, a really, you're really teach tiny us to say that. village. Sarah, can you say yeah. that? Kachesnek? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> you take like your Asian tongue from <laughs> right. I liked it. <laughs> I can do you the take click your tongue you from like the roof of your mouth and then push it forward and like yeah. Kachesnek. 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 Yeah, yeah. Like and that. do that, like that. Do that while you're clenching the muscles in your vagina. <laughs> yeah, that'll be like a good exercise for your patients. Great, I'm gonna start using that one too, Grant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was living there, a little village that's too small to show up on any satellite. Wow. Um, uh, there's only 30 people in my, 30. my community. Yeah, 30. They sent you there in the Peace Corps to yeah, a village of 30 village people. with no real roads. That's somebody with a sense of humor, isn't it? Right. Right. Like, I will right. send this guy over here. <laughs> and the what do they expect nowhere. you to do for two years there or whatever? Um, well, they expected a lot. <laughs> um, but I got there and my job didn't really exist. So I did my three months of training and everything. Then you're sent out to your villages, to your individual villages, okay. where you're spread out from your group. Right. And I get there, and um, I have all these flowery-sounding uh, jobs, and some of them were real. 
I was supposed to work with these different community support groups doing different agricultural projects. One of them was working with a greenhouse. That one actually did exist. But um, the community I was living in wasn't too keen on doing anything. It was mostly, um, we've got our American now. We've got another American, because I replaced a former volunteer. And, um, and that was it. You've got our American, we're, we're done now. Do, we they, do they get some sort of recompense or cash for every American that's hanging out there or something? Not really. So what's the big it's deal about like having an American symbol, But also, ah. um, at least my host mother, she um, she's an incredible woman, and she's had several Peace Corps volunteers, and basically we become their children. Right. And love them and care for them, and we are, she is... Um, essentially to me as close a family as anybody else and that's blood related so um, it's really good to have a Peace Corps volunteer in your family because if you get to that position of love then you're going to take care of them for the rest of your life and when I'm over here if I can right. send her uh, man a hundred dollars it's going to last her a month so you know she's had I think six or seven Peace Corps volunteers so she's got children. six she's of got these guys a lot of Americans that care night. about her she's, yeah. she's got it going yeah. on what's yeah. her name? her name's Mae Matimbu now, how, what's which it? translates to the mother of hope mother of hope yeah oh, that's pretty cool so what's the deal with the language you speak whatever they Sesutu? speak Sesutu yeah Sesutu yeah. so you can actually speak Sesutu mm -hmm. so you fell in love with the whole Sesutu oh definitely yeah. did you know anything about the origin of your own family? No. You don't know whether anybody no. came from around there? Oh, hell no. They definitely didn't. Did not. All I know is uh, somewhere in West Africa, but um, all I know for, mm, no, a little bit, but um, mostly what I know is that, so on my dad's side, um, slaves in this region, not far from New Orleans, uh, I think it was St. Mary's Parish, so all the people in that region that were slaves under the, um, the Germans were... Um, actually, well, German indentured servants that were sent over here to work in indentured servitude, but then arrived and their masters were dead, so they became masters of the plantations. Um, all I know is that we were from the Senegambia region, so okay. Senegal and Gambia, West Africa. Um, that means nothing to me now because uh, could have been captured in any right. part of that region but yeah absolutely no affiliation with south southern africa so in right. my mind i get to choose where my allegiances lie <laughs> so it's cool that you went so you just got sent to lesotho you could have been sent anywhere yeah i was the last group of peace corps volunteers where you couldn't choose where you're going to be sent okay. you could only choose by region of the world basically continent that you would refuse to go to and so I left it open, and they, although I was almost fluent in Arabic, sent me to Lesotho. You're almost fluent in Arabic. I was. What happened? Then I learned you lost two it. African languages and kind of replaced. You know two African languages now. Yeah. What are they apart from the one you speak? Lesotho and Koza. How about that? Koza. <laughs> and that's spelled X H O S A. Is that that yes. one? Yes. How do you say that's it? it. Koza. Ah, wow. Yeah. How long did it take you to learn how to do that? That one, well, I should say I'm not totally fluent in it. I'm proficient in it. Yeah. Um, but basically, so Peace Corps trained me in Sasutu for three months, sent me out to a village in the far east, southeast corner of Lesotho. Um, and 90% of Lesotho are Basotho people that speak Sasutu. But they sent me to one of very few regions where they also speak Koza 
and they predominantly speak it. So does anybody uh, speak English at all? The kids do. They do from what? From Xbox? Oh, from school. Oh, yeah. um, it's a real. Uh, I know some of them are listening, so I should be kind. Um, we should be kind anyway. Yeah. Let's well, face their, it. Their right? education system isn't the greatest. Right. I think they'll agree with me on that point. Well, coming from New and Orleans, you, you have a right yeah, to say it. Right. It's very <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> it so much much Education in New Frank, Orleans for black people sucks. <laughs> education right. in Lesotho sucks. Um, Why is, some people what? have a better situation, but out there it's not so good. And the situation that's really um, sad is that at a certain point you are expected to speak English only in your education. So kids that have never seen a white person before, never don't know English, or taught to regurgitate English. It's like a choir when you walk into a room. It's like, hello, sir. How are you today, sir? It's like, this is a man or a woman. You're still calling them sir. It's like, it's, it's, not, the, it's not an effective education. Did this and used to be an English colony here? It was a British protectorate for a while. Yeah, so that that's where all that came to, from. Yeah, it dates back to King Moshe Shwe, the first King Lesotho. What do they What do they think of the United States? What do they think of Americans? Um, do they know about Trump? For the most part, they really like Americans, but Donald Trump is a piece of shit. I will clarify that very, 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 very clearly for anybody who's listening. I am not a fan, never will be. Not a fan. And I had a guy try to an electrician come into my house and tell me how that he's. Uh, at least doing all right. No, fuck Donald Trump. All right. Um, well, he has. Wait, uh, you, but there's a lot Donald of. Trump? Yeah, no, fuck <laughs> that dude. That guy sucks. Um, well, so it was really funny. That, yeah, no, fuck that too. Um, <laughs> there was a guy who came uh, that came up to me in South Africa once, and he was uh, <laughs> before Trump was elected, and he was saying, "Guys, ah, man, you Americans, you, I'm very happy for you guys right now." You know, you are about to elect Donald Trump as president of the United States. I'm so happy because now we will not have the worst president in the world. <laughs> Jacob Zuma is horrible, but Donald Trump is the devil. Yeah, yeah that's, get the that's how some Jacob people Zuma is gone now yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, he's gone and we inherited the world somebody just amazed. as bad. Yeah, because we are one of the most developed countries in the world, but we are a bunch of fucking idiots. It's interesting what's going yeah. on here. Yeah. Especially now that we've pulled out of this Iran nuclear deal and we pulled out of the Paris Accord and yeah. pulled out of the pretty much anything the that makes us human participants in the world. Yeah, we'll be on our own completely. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll all come crawling, watch this. Don't you think? <laughs> or they'll just. We'll I don't know if there's going to be peace on the Korean Peninsula. and yeah. We'll you know, see if I come back for my next the, trip to the Sutu <laughs> you next week. You're allowed back in. Yeah, I'm, I'm going back on Tuesday, so you're we'll see if I come Tuesday. back. Yeah. And how long are you going for? I don't know. I only buy one-way tickets. You do? Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. wacky. So a month, two. So you go stay with the same family when you get there and everything? Or you have your own spot there or what? I have a home there, yeah. Could we come over? Sure. You won't be able to fit in Sarah? my house, but... Um, <laughs> well... What's it like? Is it hot as hell there? No, no, it's deep in the mountains. So, nice. and their seasons are flipped. So, it's going to be almost winter when I arrive. So you're in the southern hemisphere. Southern hemisphere. Oh, it's right down the Extremely far. Yeah, so it's right. one of the most southern, southernmost countries in the world. Wow. Yeah. And the entire country is over a mile elevation. Village I worked with 
most closely is over two miles. So it snows there, good three months See, out of the year. That's just totally racist because I never think of Africa as being yeah. cold. It's the coldest well, cold it I've ever experienced wow, by far. How interesting. Yeah. Yeah, this and is I've the country, lived in a lot of places. Thomas. This is the country that's surrounded by South Africa, Completely right? Completely surrounded by yeah, South yeah, Africa. Yeah. 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 See, so it's landlocked. Yeah. South Africa locked. South Africa locked. Wow. I didn't even knew that. Thomas, good job. <laughs> Did you know that, Andrew? I didn't know Did that. Did you know that, Sarah? Right there. <laughs> they didn't teach you that at Ben Franklin. They anything did not. about the <laughs> No, we didn't get Nobody much African history. Nobody teaches you anything about Africa. No? In this world. I got no African history when I went to school. Did you? I did not. Did you ever I, go? I learned more in the last twenty minutes than I have. Yeah, learned. there you go. Exactly. <laughs> and I was totally engaged. So. I didn't even know it was spelt. And pronounced Lesotho. Yeah. Did you? No. I, I didn't was until I went there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What do they think? How is the bow tie business? I mean, are they making money, these people now, out of your bow ties? It's, you know, it's up and down because, you know, tourism in New Orleans somehow is up and down. Right. Um, So the money slows with the seasons and increases with the seasons. Oh, because it's tourist related. Yeah, that's why I leave every summer because the summer is not worth trying to Ah. really, really invest in. Are you thinking about branching out into shirts or anything that might. Absolutely. So um, um, I will do. I feel like socks are pretty hot socks. right now. My fabric doesn't really work too well for I socks, see that. but Lesotho is actually known for producing the highest quality wool in the world. Mm. There you go. So is maybe two million people in the whole country. Yeah, one point eight to two million. Yeah. They make the highest quality wool in the whole world. Yeah. Have you the problem is they can't like produce an ambassador it. for them or something. <laughs> It's pretty hard to believe because I'm from New Zealand where the finest wool in the world actually does. Yeah. Well, so the thing is with Lesotho, they're not actually able to process the wool there. They have Ah. to send it, they have to export it to have it processed. So they produce the finest mohair and wool, but you can't put a label on it that says made in Lesotho because it's processed elsewhere. Why can't they just build a factory? Why doesn't somebody build a wool process? That costs hundreds of thousands of dollars in. You could fix that up, couldn't you? Uh, you know, $30 bow ties at a time it would take me, let's could do see a how many months. Yeah, no, that's how I started my, my bow tie company. Bow tie I had really? to shut that down. And is it just you all by yourself doing all this? Yeah, me and um, my partner over there, who's my host brother while I was a Peace Corps volunteer. Right. And a few other people that... Um, that manage different groups that I that I that we've talked so to. So you go over there and you teach people how to sew. Yeah. Have um, you ever well learned I'm how to sew? Um, one time I took yeah. a class. That was the last time. It's really yeah. hard, actually. Sewing. What did I you think have? So. Where did you do that? Well, I, I asked for a sewing machine with the hope that it would become a hobby, and it, yeah. I took one class and was like, "This is kind of hard." And then I just then I had a baby. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that's, that's a little hobbies harder don't than exist. sewing. That's, <laughs> I was gonna say that's a real quitter. Uh, yeah, You're not I supposed mean, to quit I'm, after one class. You're supposed to yeah, suck it, just it up didn't and happen. Keep, so oh, I mean, I think it's a, yeah. You still have the sewing machine? <laughs> I do have a sewing machine. It's in a box. It's a Singer sewing machine. Ooh. I eventually will get back to doing it at some point. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of making something. I think you must feel pretty incredible, Edward. Like you see something, you're like, I've made that. There's a lot of pride yeah. that goes into that. Yeah. So that's it's pretty, pretty awesome. nice. Uh, I've only had them? one encounter. Yeah, I do make them too. Yeah, only had one encounter here where I walked into a bar. Well, I was already in the bar, and a guy walked into the bar, and he was wearing one of my ties, and I didn't even remember selling it to him. He's like, I got this like a year ago from one of your sales guys, and like, really, really, this is my favorite bow tie. And people come up to me at the market all the time. I had a guy last night say, I bought, it's the only double-sided bow tie I've ever bought in my life. 
I really love it. When I travel, I travel all the time for these conferences, and I can bring one bow tie and like four shirts, and <laughs> it always looks different. So, yeah, it's, it's a real much, nice how, feeling. How much to, is a bow tie? Thirty to sixty dollars. Thirty to sixty bucks. And how much is a regular necktie? Forty. Okay. What do you think for Christmas, Sarah? I, what does your husband do? <laughs> He's a businessman. So he wears ties, or he doesn't? He have does to not wear ties. ties. He's a pretty casual guy. So. What business is he in? Um, it's called consulting. Consulting, that's Consulting. the best kind of business. <laughs> yeah. You don't actually have to do anything. <laughs> and then if it all works out, it's yeah. you, you're responsible. If it doesn't, they didn't implement that's it correctly. Kind of, yeah, so he, that's uh, awesome. he, he goes Good to different call. businesses and they, I guess, hire his company to give them guidance and advice and implement all these things. How did he swing that? Uh, he's been doing it his entire career. So he's. Uh, so he never actually done anything, he just tells other people. I think, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, he does things do for me. I'm, you know. Right. So, <laughs> what industry is that? Uh, he actually works in utilities here in uh, in New Orleans. And electricity. Energy. Yeah. So maybe just he like a utility company here in New Orleans. Don't say anything bad about energy I, I yet. No, no, no. Does he work for energy? Uh, right I don't know. Maybe, perhaps. I mean, he has an independent consulting company that may or may not consult for energy. Correct. Do you see we the story? Do you see all the story about Enter- all the people that energy hired to I did. go to meetings? Which, you know, it's fake. so unfortunate because they actually <laughs> do great, great things. I just feel like do we don't hear about those things. Yeah. And that... Well, they keep the lights on, I guess. That's, yeah. We just hear about them hiking our bills up about that, five times. Um, well, I feel like the sewage and water board is doing that, too. <laughs> so well, really... no, we really can't talk about the, the mafia. The sewage and yeah, water board is... Are they involved with the mob? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't say that. that yeah, was, was but the hiring... A step up. The hiring the actors was some bogus banana stuff, and it's pretty unfortunate. It's pretty interesting. I heard a whole interview just before I came here, actually, on on that NPR show that's on at lunchtime on WWNO. You know, it's called Here and Now. Have you ever listened to that? Yeah. They did this whole interview with a guy from the lands here. This is on national news on the national station on the national NPR feed. This interview with a guy who wrote an article for the lands about this whole corrupt thing where Entergy hired a company from Texas whose job it is to hire fake people to go to meetings and you can go to a meeting for 60 bucks and wear the t-shirt that says, you know, we love Entergy and for $200 you have to make a speech mm-hmm. and they write you the speech and you, you have to get up and deliver it and you get 200 bucks for that. The aspiring Maybe actors, yeah. yeah. But it's, that's, and, that, and that's a legitimate business. It, yeah. You know, I question the people who take that job. I mean, I feel like... Oh, yeah. That's you got to go to sleep at night thinking that that's okay and that's kind of fucked up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it's pretty nasty. I don't know. I mean, if you might, maybe you believe it. Maybe, but then you wouldn't take. I mean, maybe you would do without the pay then. Well, that's true. But it's only acting. Well, it's seven bow ties. (laughs) 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 It's pretty. It's pretty unbelievable that. And the interesting thing about this whole story was, at the end of the day, was. That first of all, this company does this all across the country. That's crazy. So it's a yeah. it's a business, mm-hmm. and it's secondly, the guy the guy asked the reporter from the the lens, the journalist on here now said, Have, "Are these people breaking any law doing this?" And he said, "No. As far as he can tell, it's not illegal to get up in front of the city council and, and lie. Any, yeah, and just totally lie." I mean, it sounds like fraud. I don't know. It does, doesn't it? I mean, even if if the company's paying for it, that sounds fraudulent to me. Maybe not for the actors, but for the companies. So, so, you know, the the commercial will say, you know, paid actor or something if it's one of those commercials. But if I were to ask that person at the city hall meeting, "Are are you paid to give this speech, would they have to say yes or no? 
Would they? I don't know. If they don't have to, is then there any? Per- per- Andrew, to answer that truth? question, I actually read an online article about this, and um. they said that the company that hires them has a set of rules. And uh, the first two are just like Fight Club. Do not tell anyone you're an actor. <laughs> wow. Do okay. not tell anyone you're an actor. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Andrew, we've got time for one more song. Uh-oh. And then we can move on with talking about painful sex. Oh, okay. Uh, well, What are you thinking about? I, no, I mean, apart from painful sex. Uh, I was, well, I guess I would, I was th- I would play you a song about the... Lack of pleasurable sex, maybe, or something. Okay. You know, something, some sad bastard song. Or something. Okay. You know, That'll be a good segue. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. We've got a guitar. Yeah. Really hope my mom's not listening. I don't think anyone's listening to this. <laughs> don't worry. You're, I think it's, it's a secret society. I don't think my family even knows I'm on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope my mom didn't lie. Andrew, Andrew's mom listens hour. to this, and she gives it their seal of approval. She says I, it's fine. Hey, okay. mom. Can we just move that mic down a wee bit? Thank you, Sarah. Shucks, well, hmm. Okay. What's this one about? Bow tie looks good, Edward, doesn't it? Anything? It's a good look on you. Especially with the guitar. I just don't want to look like I'm trying too hard, yo. Like too much of a hipster? Well, yeah, like the guitar and the bow tie might be too much, I feel like. I got to choose. I'm just trying to make the sale before the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so this one didn't make the record either, but uh, this is a song called Stones, I think. Picked up some granite from Kansas, some coal from California. Oh, when I leave a foreign land, always take little land along. I got and filled up a tube sock with a handful of river rocks. Oh, when I leave a foreign land, always take little land along. All my life I've been picking I've been picking up stones Yeah, I got them all Lined on my windowsill Enough to fill a wishing well Or I could go right down the line Name every stone for every time Lately I've been wondering though Pockets filling up with stones Is this the way I try and slow me down mm, Just then I met a girl From up north like nobody I met before all oh, And she's 20 karat gold young done is wander around but when it comes settling down well I know what I'd build foundation known yeah and I've been picking up stones all along yeah. 
And I'd start with some coal from California Throw in some Texas shell, might as well Maybe some siltstone, some sandstone, some limestone Put them all in a grindstone, grind it up good Bet if I could add a little water, let it dry good I've been picking up stones Very nice. And, 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 a, and a brilliant piece of marketing as well. I can't even say you can get that on the new record, False River. Yeah, sorry. You I, can't. I just, you know, I don't know. Grant, I feel like I've played all the songs <laughs> off the record on this show already. You know, just yeah. trying to mix it up. Okay. Andrew, do you perform in New Orleans anywhere? I do. Uh, just finished up the, the Jazz Fest onslaught. So now I think what happens is all the musicians get out of town for a little while because we've exhausted the market. <laughs> so um, it'll be a little while to the next New Orleans show, but uh, I'm not even sure it's in the books yet, to be honest with you. But I'll be back. Yeah, I like DBA, I like Chicky Wawa, I like Carol and Station. But, awesome. You know. We'll come by. Sure. Do you get out yeah. and hear music much, Sarah? My husband's kids? super into music, so he right. is a big fan. We just went to Jazz Fest. Mm -hmm. I mean, left the kids behind, but yeah, mm -hmm. we'd love to hear more. I yeah. love your voice. Thanks. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, he's the real deal. Yeah, the real deal. Yeah, real deal with a bow tie, y'all. <laughs> that's what's make. That's what makes you the real deal, actually. So, so Sarah, your practice exists in the real world, and you have a business that's just near Martin's Wine Cellar. Correct. Not just wine. Not just wine. And, I do, yeah. I, and you have an online component. I do. So I have a brick and mortar clinic here, and then I also do virtual vagina therapy. So it's um, all. Okay. So you got everyone's attention with yeah. Virtual so, vagina therapy. I feel like you say vagina and you kind of get attention, but it's really pelvic floor therapy, and it's really just helping educate individuals, offering them resources if they have questions, they don't know where to get help, they just had a baby, and they're like, what's normal, what's not? So it's it's pretty awesome to be able to work with people all over the world, in fact. So, yeah. What are you doing, on Skype, or? I, uh, I can't give away all my secrets. <laughs> Skype is not a secret, though. No, so I use an online um, platform, video oh, okay. platform. I mean, I... Is it secure? Yeah, it is secure. I mean, you have to have a secure platform just to be HIPAA compliant. That's what I was going to ask you. There's all yeah. kinds of laws about giving people medical advice. Yeah, for telehealth. So it's, yeah. um, but it's, I think it's the next wave of where things are going. I mean, right. things are busy. You know, we can't always leave work or home to get so the information we need. So you're sitting in your... Um, Dining office. room. Are you? Really? No, you're in your office Well, you know, I do a lot of them. I, I sit in my office, but I do some of them at nighttime because that's when people's kids oh, yeah, go to sleep and yeah, we're not right. working, and so it just works out great. So someone's... Do you have to, like, see someone's vagina to do this? I don't, actually. So a don't. lot of it's just education, teaching people how to pee, teaching people how to poop, be like, that's not right, and... So some of it we walk through exercises, like personal training, right. um, fitness stuff. But I think most of the time people just want to feel heard. They want to feel like, okay. I would okay. think if I had any of these problems that I got off your website, I would want to feel more than heard. Yeah. I'd want this fixed. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean it's kind of step one. Here. Pelvic, pelvic organ prolapse. It's when things fall out of your vagina. I'd want that like fixed. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be getting on a virtual vagina therapy and saying, Hey, I got this shit falling no, out of my vagina. But that's the great thing because I'm like, yeah, okay, let's talk about it. Versus like, oh my god. Well, what you the can't fuck? just poke it back in with your finger, can you? No, but I give them tips to how to like prevent it from getting worse, or exercises they can do to make it better, and you know, just let them know, hey, this is you're not the only one. 
Okay. Hmm. How many people have got things falling out of their vagina? Like organs, I mean. What, Jesus what, Christ, what, Grant. What, maybe what 20%. Organs, 20% of women. <laughs> that's a lot of women. That's hmm. a lot. That's a lot of and, people. I mean, we don't all... So that's the thing. People are walking around with these... And I see men, too, who have pain, pooping issues, yeah. sex issues, all kinds of stuff. But it's, yes, it's... That's like this scary. invisible problem, people don't want to talk about it. They I've don't know where to anyone. talk about it. It happens more often with age, I would imagine. Or no, it can no. happen. To me. No, I yeah. see kids. I mean, young, mm, really, eighteen to ninety year olds. Yeah, it's not just like an wow. aging issue. Amazing. Yeah. And who would I go to normally if I was a woman? Would I go to my gynecologist? You or urologist if you're a male, right. urologist if you're a female. Um, gynecologist, but normally, if I'm a woman, I'm not, one of the twenty percent of women, which is a huge number, who've got things falling out of their vagina, or, or I would elder, yeah, or other pelvic floor problems like right. pee their pants and, and how do they know to go to you um you find out i mean that's the hard Stuff part like is a this. lot of people don't right. know so that's you know what you this show is for. that's what the show mm. is for okay so. well uh, there's a whole list of all these terrible things that can go wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> but one of them that caught my which is why i mentioned this is painful intercourse and yeah. pain with sex what kind of a, a percentage of people have that when they have you that? know that's um anywhere from 20 to 25 percent of women will have painful pelvic pain at some point in their life. So that's like one in four. That's that's a huge problem too. Yeah. That's the thing is. you wouldn't want to have is I mean if you think about it, like people can't consummate their marriages, they can't have babies, they can't get back to sex after having babies. I mean it's like it, it can really change your relationship. So it's I mean that's a thing. I love what I do because I think it makes a lot of impact. How do you cure painful sex so if you work on the muscles if the muscles are too tight you teach somebody to relax them you teach them how to do stretches to help keep them relaxed you there are these things called vaginal trainers that you can teach them how to insert in their vagina to vaginal help. trainer vaginal trainer the pelvic core right? that's not a job though, right? <laughs> Being a vaginal trainer. that's my job <laughs> wow but i mean that's great i mean people don't know that there's help for this with the kind of suffering inside they sure don't and look at all this other stuff. There's a list of, there's hundreds of things that can go wrong with your <laughs> But there's a lot that can go right. Area. So a lot of it is educating people early, which is what the Instagram's about. Pain with sitting. Yeah. How tailbone bad would pain, that be? Tailbone pain. And you can't sit down because your vagina hurts. Or, you, or your tailbone or your... Well, I've had rib- that. Yeah. Also, I fell down the stairs and had that. Yeah. So also pelvic floor muscles. That's pelvic floor as well. That's correct. Okay. Edward, anything else you want to ask about here before we get out of here? We have to leave at some point. Well, so this is actually relates back to Africa as well. There's a large yeah. proportion of pe- women who have babies and have pelvic floor issues in Africa. Like Absolutely. there's a large fistula foundation there. So it's worldwide. What foundation? Fistula, which yeah. is fistula dam- foundation. It's damage to the pelvic floor muscles mm-hmm. during childbirth, and it's very traumatic. So it's great because physical therapists do international work. Yeah. You know, for that. You should come to Lesotho. There's a lot of. Well, we've got a place. Crazy, yeah, well. We've got a place to go now, and you can <laughs> and you can also say, yeah. So you're you can you got one of the clicks down. So yeah, yeah. you got a couple I'm more. I'm gonna need a to little more education beyond that. Yeah. But say it again. The name of the language? Uh, Sesotho. No, but the one with it. The uh, the area that I work in. Yeah. My um my so favorite word in Sesotho language is uh, Singhungani. Which means frog. Wow. wow. Yeah. What a great word. Say it again. Singhungani. And is that sort of onomatopoeic? Do they think that's what no, when we say it, river? Um, it's um, so the Singhu River uh, is a river, okay. and Nyani is a, the little thing, so it would translate to the little thing that comes from the Singhu River. So it's a tadpole. 
a, a frog. Yeah, is what they. That's what well, they've named frog. The frog started as a tadpole, you know. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. the little thing is the frog, not the tadpole. Yes. Okay. Wow. Well, we've had a great day today, Andrew. We've really learned a lot of stuff. I tell you what. From, yeah. <laughs> from a lot of different places. Yeah. Bow ties. You got a bow tie out of it, which bow I guess you're going to have to buy that now. <laughs> Good job. I think you need to give him an album to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh that could be a trade. Deal. I can't push him on. I can't push right, him on. So listen, the album, we got to get out of here. The album is called False River, which is just how it sounds. F-A-L-S-E. It's River. Right. You're going to be able to find it on Spotify and Apple. Sure, you can go check out three free tracks right now, see if you like yeah. it. And if you like it, then you can steal it on Spotify for free. Steal it all you want. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and, uh, and you can find Andrew Dew. Are you playing in Europe or this summer? No, not heading over this You're summer. staying just, here in the United just, States. you know, hitting the usual markets to get the CD, you know. All right. Well, maybe we'll see you on the show once in a while. Then. Oh, yeah. The yeah usually, I'll, usually I'm lost you for the summer. Maybe you're going to stick around. Oh, yeah. I should be around okay. quite a bit. And Sarah Redden has been here. She is the Vagina Whisperer, and you can find her at her new clinic right, right by Street. Martin's Wine Cellar, not just wine. That's correct. On what street? On Barone Street. Barone, yeah. I can't wait to see the sign that says not just vagina <laughs> outside. I think you should totally do that. <laughs> And Edward Wycliffe from Bo Shui Shui, even though yes, it looks sir. like Shu Shu. Yep, yep. It's pronounced Shui Shui. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for having us. It's been a great show. That's been Happy Hour for another week. Thank you very much to the people who made it possible. Basic Swim and Gym, we can get a full range of fashion swimsuits and workout and yoga clothes with style. They are on Jefferson Avenue. I mean, no, they're not. They're on Magazine Street, right next to Jefferson, right near Jefferson Avenue. Right next to Basics underneath the lingerie store. Thanks to the Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Go to hdestroyer.com and write happy hour on the coupon code and get 30% off of your first order of Hangover Destroyer. And you too can seize the dawn. And thank you to Louisiana Legs, who make workout and yoga clothes with designs that incorporate photographic art, like Mardi Gras beads and boiled crawfish and wrought iron. Uh, and other stuff, you can find that on Facebook and on Instagram, and you can buy Louisiana Legs on Etsy. And thank you, too, to everybody at Patreon who supports us, and you can do that, too, by going to patreon.com and searching for It's New Orleans Happy Hour. And for as little as $1 a month, you can be a part of the Happy Hour family. The producer of our show is Graham DePonte. Our associate producer is Alison Moon. Christian Unruh is our music director. And Thomas Walsh is our technical director. Asher Griffith is our Facebook live feed director. We put this whole thing on Facebook. And if you listen to this as a podcast, you can also find it on our It's New Orleans Facebook page. Andrew C-Rock. C-Rock is our fact checker and social media connector. And our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about an hour while drinking alcohol, drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's NewOrleans.com. We can also check out other shows we've made. There's many more happy hours up there that we've made previously, as well as Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker, and our award-winning podcast about death called Death the Podcast that was named one of the top 40 podcasts in America in 2017. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts. It's acadiana.com and it's batonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook and Twitter and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well, including Instagram. On all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Josephine Hennessy. You can check out Josephine's portfolio and learn more about her photographic services at jhennessyphotography.com. Com. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, thank you for subscribing to us. Take a moment, if you've got one, to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today 
at Wayfair on Fred Street in Uptown New Orleans. Happy Hours, a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, everyone around the table here at Wayfair and back at our office of INO Broadcasting, thanks for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. We'll see you back here next week for more Happy Hour. <laughs>